We try to protect our loved ones from pain, sacrificing our own truth, thinking, thinking that if we pretend, thinking that if we sacrifice our happiness, that the people around us are going to be happier. The thing about pain is, unfortunately, we all have our own journeys, and sometimes our journeys need to teach us lessons, and we have to go through them. And if somebody comes and helps you to avoid that lesson, guess what will happen? You will get it anyway. That's Christina Mond-Lakiani, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday. Appreciate you tuning in with me today as we have a returning speaker on the show with an amazing talk about her journey to happiness and what it means to live a happier life. She's the co-founder of Mind Valley. She's a speaker and she's an author whose newest book actually is released today. So without further ado, here's Christina Mond Lakiani. Enjoy. So I want to share a story with you. I was born in Soviet Union, and in Soviet Union, we didn't believe much in in individuals. We had a system. Individuals were part of the system. And luckily, it's it's a life of a pet, you know? The system tells you how to be successful. So I had this, what I call, Hermione syndrome. I had to be successful by the scenario that the system gave me. I studied well. I went to a good university. Uh, I got a good degree. I got a good, good job. I got married. Mm. And statistically, we are supposed to have two children. I have two children, a boy and a girl. Hmm. Statistically, correct. By the age of 40, I had built a perfect life. A work that I love, I truly love my work, business, uh, family, uh, travels, meaningful life. But I realized that the only place where I can afford myself to, to acknowledge that maybe I'm struggling with certain emotions, maybe, maybe I'm not that happy. Maybe there is something about me which I don't understand how to deal with that. The only place where I could acknowledge that was when I went to the bathroom and locked the door, and nobody could see me, because my picture, my mask of perfection, didn't have space for messed up me. I couldn't afford to show it to anyone. And that, unfortunately, unraveled a very long process of (laughs) self-discovery. How do you know where to dig? At that time, last year, at 40, I decided I'm done. I'm done feeling guilty and ashamed for what I am. It's time I accept myself for what I am, because I can become better, yes. I can become better, but I cannot become better if I don't acknowledge where I am right now, if I don't accept what I have to work with. 
And to accept means also to actually be honest and actually see what you have to work with. So how do you know where to dig? Usually the places where we are lying to ourselves, because trust me, 16 years in personal growth, I know that most of us, most of us believe that we are honest with ourselves. We understand ourselves. We know ourselves. That's what I felt last year. I was, I was sincere. I still am. But the truth is that sometimes... The deception, that's the essence of deception, the self-deception is about us not even realizing that sometimes we are not living our own lives. So my life last year started unraveling. My beautiful facade of perfect life started breaking into pieces. Uh, I had a Disney castle. It was made out of Legos. Lego pieces are still there, intact. I'm putting it back together. I'm not sure what will come out of that, but I believe maybe a spaceship. Definitely not a Disney castle. So... <laughs> And, you know, I'm actually much happier. I still don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of uncertainty. But one thing that makes me happy, I can just be myself. I don't have to pretend. That's the easiest thing. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to prove. I don't need to show. I can just be myself. It's so easy, so liberating. So Susan David, she has a very... I love her. She is a psychologist. She has a beautiful book called... Uh, Emotional agility, it should be a must-read in every school. So Susan David has a very interesting idea. We cannot judge emotions. The moment when you feel something and you tell yourself, oh, no, I shouldn't be feeling like that. You know, I shouldn't be liking that person. Or, you know, you lose a job and you're actually feeling excited about the new opportunities rather than feeling scared. Society expects you to feel scared. Or, you know... Um, any feeling where, like, where everybody's happy and you feel uneasy, or everybody is sad and you feel actually at peace. Every time you tell yourself, I shouldn't be feeling that, that's where you should dig. Because that's the place where you can find out such interesting things about yourself. And Susan David to uh, talks about that. There are no right or wrong emotions. Don't put pluses and minuses to them. Good, bad, positive, negative. Emotions just are. You know, emotions are given to us the same way that pain is given to our physical body. There is a condition when you can't feel pain, and it is a disease, because if you don't feel physical pain, you can go out on a jog, lose a limb, and not notice that. The same way with our emotions, we're given emotions to pay attention to certain parts of our life. And the moment when we judge them, we are not dealing with why they're given to us. So uh, how do you start the path to uncovering yourself is notice the times when you tell yourself, I shouldn't be feeling like that. I have two children, I love them, I really love them, but when I come to events like that, I'm most in, immersed in work and I enjoy it. I enjoy it to the point where I cannot even remember that I have children for four days. Before, I would feel cognitive dissonance. I shouldn't be feeling like that, I'm a bad mom. Now I just accept the fact that Contrary to my own expectations, work is super important to me. We find those places to dig into in areas which are charged with strong emotions. It's often relationships, unfortunately. It's very often our sexuality, our emotional expression. For a woman, young woman, to decide that children is not her path is a scary choice, is a scary decision, because that's not what society expects from her. For a young man to decide that he doesn't want to earn money, that's not his, is a scary thing. And why should he if he doesn't want? So what I'm urging you is that every time when you catch yourself thinking, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like that, go deeper. 
you might discover a lot of interesting things about yourself. So there are a few tools that you will need to deal with uh, that process. The first one would be to actually learn to deal with pain, learn to deal with negative. Uh, I'm sharing some of my teachers because I can't go deep into these topics, I don't have enough time. Galen Tupton, one of the AFES speakers, he talks beautifully about dealing with pain. Susan David and Brené Brown, to whom I have referred, they are also amazing dealing with pain. A uh, person who taught me courage, you would need courage, is actually Havaker. <laughs> and uh, another interesting thing you will need, and that's the scariest, is to communicate your new you to the world. And this is the guy, he's a personal friend, he's a teacher, unfortunately he teaches only in Russian, but he teaches the open dialogue principles. It's not about radical honesty, it's about honesty with yourself and also a healthy way to communicate with the world. So let me come back to, to what happens next after you find your path to yourself, after you discover who you truly are, after you realize that the life that you have built might not be completely what you wanted. Uh, it's communicating that to the world, and that's the scary part. Because we are afraid to hurt people that we love. And the thing with hurt, it's very interesting. You see, if you're a parent, you would re relate to that, but people who don't have children but have people that they love in their life, they would also relate to that. When a child is born, parent wants that child to be happy. So what do we do? We do everything that the child doesn't feel pain. We protect them from pain. Yet all of us understand that pain is an inevitable part of life. It's going to happen whether we like it or not, no matter how enlightened and smart we are, it's going to happen. So why do we deprive our children of the ability to learn how to cope with something inevitable in safe environment? And we do it to our loved ones all the time. We try to protect our loved ones from pain, sacrificing our own truth, thinking, Thinking that if we pretend, thinking that if we sacrifice our happiness, that the people around us are going to be happier. The thing about pain is, unfortunately, we all have our own journeys, and sometimes our journeys need to teach us lessons, and we have to go through them. And if somebody comes and helps you to avoid that lesson, guess what will happen? You will get it anyway, again. <laughs> so that's the thing. Unfortunately, sometimes in life we have to take things philosophically, and I have this weird thing about me. I try to look about everything in life philosophically. I identify myself as everyday life philosopher. So how do you communicate your truth to the loved ones, knowing that it might hurt them? That's actually the scary moment about being true to yourself. What do you choose? To compromise what's important to you, so that your loved ones don't feel hurt? or to stay true to your truth and actually witness your loved ones going through pain. When me and Vision decided to separate, apart from that being a very uh, complicated emotional process for both of us, the thing that I was most scared of was telling my parents and my children. And, of course, my mom didn't take it very well. <laughs> she uh, was in denial, she was upset, uh, she tried to convince me that I'm wrong. Well, we are wrong, essentially, because it was a mutual decision. We heard a lot that comment, you guys, what are you doing? You're going to hurt people in your life. 
What do you do in that moment? Do you stay true to what you know is important for you? So it was hard with my mom. I didn't want to talk to her for a while because I knew that if I talk to her, I'm going to try to convince her that I'm right, to convince her to feel differently about what's happening. But on the other hand, I also understood that what she's going through is her own reaction to what I and Vision have decided. It's not about me and Vision anymore. Something we decided had triggered something in her. And it is her own journey, it is her own pain, because in all honesty, nothing changed for her in her life at all. So for a week, I didn't dare to talk to her. And sure enough, in a week, she called. She called and she said, you know, Christina, I started thinking about my own life, and I realized that for 25 years, I chose, not chose, I was afraid to make the choice to stay true to what I am. And for 25 years, I would lock up myself in the bathroom, like I did, to cry. Was it worth it? She said, you know, after I understood that, I understand that what you're doing is brave. And even if the whole world is against you, I'm going to support your choice. And that call, that was something which I needed to hear. Because, of course, I was doubting if what we chose, if what we knew, we knew that it was important for us. If we are doing the right thing, knowing that people in our lives are going to be hurt. So, not to make it too gloomy, <laughs> years ago, I used to work with refugees. And... Uh, Refugees in Asia have really sad stories. They usually lose everything in their lives, including their loved ones. And so I saw a lot of misery, obviously, on one side. On the other side, me and Vision were building up Mind Valley. And Mind Valley is all about, you know, helping people to live more fulfilled, extraordinary, happy lives. I'm the person who teaches how to be happy. So I had this cognitive dissonance in my head all the time. Misery. Happy. How do I marry them? And once Vishen was talking on the same stage with Dalai Lama, and I was lucky to ask that question, uh, to present that question to Dalai Lama because Vishen was speaking with him, so we had the audience. And he said, "Christina, you can't help anyone if you're not happy. So if you choose not to be happy for the sake of someone, remember you can't help anyone if you're not happy." And a prerequisite to happiness is being honest with yourself, is being yourself, truly yourself, being authentic yourself. It's a prerequisite for happiness. So what I want to finish it with, guys, please be happy. Big thanks to Christina Mandlakiani for stopping by with her take-home message for us to accept ourselves for who we really are and to live a life of truth and authenticity. All right, if you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, christinamond.com. That is also her Instagram. Her YouTube is Christina Mond Lakiani. And you can pick up her new book, which is releasing today. It is entitled Becoming Flawsome, The Key to Living an Imperfectly Authentic Life. And if you'd like to check out the last time we had her on the show, you can go back and check out episode number 419. All right, that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.